When it comes to addressing crime in the city, New Yorkers have no shortage of ideas. Improve public transportation, because there's research that shows that the more people are out in public spaces, the less crime there is. <laughs> Just like 200, 300 more police officers. I'm a teacher, and I think through education. This woman may be onto something. In 2018, the most recent year of available data, the U.S. Bureau of Justice reported that fewer than a quarter of inmates had earned any college education. While a degree or high school diploma can prevent someone from being arrested in the first place, studies show they can also help people from returning to prison once they've already been inside. One way this issue is being addressed is through programs in which universities, in cooperation with the New York Department of Corrections, create learning opportunities for the incarcerated. New York University and the New School are two of the institutions which offer inmates college-accredited courses. Yeah, so I was incarcerated for 11 years. Real common story, gangbanging, all that stuff. Jose Diaz is now the Student Services Coordinator of NYU's Prison Education Program, which serves the inmates of Wallkill Correctional Facility in upstate New York. The directions our life takes, so sometimes it happens in a very weird way. So after spending some time in Cayuga, I moved to maybe another two facilities. Eventually, I got to Wallkill and got into NYU. Caitlin Noss is the program's administrative director. Nas and Diaz explain the fact that they're ultimately working not just to improve prisons, but abolish them. This is actually about redistributing the right to education. It's not about softening or making the fact of incarceration more palatable. So I don't think that by adding college to prisons, we are addressing the harm of mass incarceration, right? Our students get their degree where they are in spite of being where they are. The whole point of our, our program is that we're hoping that the shelf life gets shorter. And while the vast majority of Nas and Diaz's students are currently incarcerated, the support and opportunities they offer don't stop after release. We have eight students that are currently now on the Washington Square campus with full-ride scholarships to finish their degree. And we hope and expect that that number will grow. At the New School's Liberal Arts College, Eugene Lang, work with the incarcerated is done through the university's Prison Education Initiative. Zishan Orlu teaches the program. So the spring 2018, Lang College began offering college courses in the women's unit at Manhattan Correctional Center. We call it MCC, a federal detention center located in downtown Manhattan. And it is the first education program permitted in this or any other federal correctional facility in New York. As program director and departmental advisor for the new school's theater department, Orlu brings her involvement in the arts into her classes at MCC. I'm teaching a course right now called Scene Study, Prison Plays with Fortune Society. The Fortune Society is a nonprofit organization based in Queens, New York. Their mission is to help people re-enter free society after prison. They work closely with Orlu and her students. One of the most important part of the class, we read plays based on prisons and we do scene study. So it's a studio acting course, but also formerly incarcerated individuals comes through the Fortune Society to talk us their experiences, justice system. I invite scholars to come and talk about the mass incarceration. This program can change so many lives inside and outside. 
One of the many lives outside that have been impacted by Lang's prison initiative is Hannah Levy's. Unlike NYU's prison education program, the new school brings unincarcerated students to MCC prison to learn alongside those behind bars. Levy is a fourth-year arts and context major and global studies minor who's been taking classes inside of MCC prison for three semesters. In a lot of the classes I've taken, there's sort of like a performativity of your student self. You have this academic identity and there's not a ton of connecting with each other. I guess I was surprised and really refreshed by how much that wasn't the case in the courses that met at MCC. While she didn't express any regret participating in the program, Levy also spoke about her initial feelings of conflict when she was deciding to apply. That was something that I was wrestling with. Does it make sense to bring in students? Is it just for the purpose of satiating curiosity? But I think as I've continued with the program, I have felt that it is important to bring in students from the outside. The the women inside seem to articulate that they appreciate our presence and we learn a lot from them too. So the course that I'm about to take is very appropriately titled Learning From Each Other Over Time. Like that's what it's about. If one thing is clear... It's that the education of incarcerated people doesn't just benefit one population. While students like Hannah Levy have learned from the incarcerated people in her classes, other people, like Ho's ideas, have had their life trajectories changed by the opportunity to receive an education while serving time. A 2013 study by the Rand Corporation even found that by cutting recidivism rates, prison education programs save 4 to $5 for each dollar spent. Last year, New York City reached record-breakingly high jail costs at roughly $925 being spent per inmate every day. As the fiscal, emotional, and social costs of prisons in New York City continue to rise, educators and students alike are working towards a future that values education over incarceration. For WNSR, I'm Sonia Lustig.